So, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good podcast. Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool. And for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start. A controversial start. And it's advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. D. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. Darren, we were just talking about Mexico and going to Mexico. Of all of our trips to go watch Club Tijuana play, if I were to ask you, what is the craziest moment we've had in Mexico? What is your answer? I don't know that I want to say this on the air, actually. Okay, never mind. Okay, I know this. I I know that story. Don't say that story. Skip that one. What's the second craziest story? I mean... Because that night took a turn that I don't know that we've ever spoken about and that we ever will speak about again. But we've had some very interesting taxi rides. If I'm going to clean this up, we've had some really, really interesting taxi rides. I think one other time we went down there with a larger group. I want to say our guy Craig Elston was involved. And we went down the Taco Alley. That was a really fun night where we went and just all day drinking. I mean, Palomas out back at the dog track at Caliente Casino. Those are always fun, but yeah, I, I think I can keep some of that. I'm pretty liberal on this with my language, but some of those stories, I think I'm going to, I'm going to leave that for a separate podcast. I regret the question. All right. We're going to talk about a lot of things on the unnamed soccer podcast, um, world cup news, USL news, and some home dates coming up for club Tijuana. Speaking of Mexico, I wonder what brought up that conversation before the podcast. That's right. Club Tijuana dates coming up. (laughs) Um, where do you want to start? Oh, man. Where do I want to start? How was your Christmas? Happy uh, holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas, Jordan. As a dad, as a homeowner, how was your Christmas? Did you did you enjoy it? Is it about you anymore? Is it no. all about Luca? Tell us no. about what it was like. I got through. I got ladder and, a, and socks. That was my Christmas. Socks. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, you have a one year old. All the presents are going to him. So he's I swear to God, he still has. Like think two presents underneath the tree to he hasn't opened yet. And it's just uh, like we wrap like books, chalk, um, just anything and everything. And so when a one-year-old opens something, he wants to play with it. It's tough for him to be like, all right, let's open the next thing. He's like, no, I'm gonna play with this thing now. So it was a lot of patience. And also, <laughs> my parents are divorced, so I'm all over the freaking place, you know? So like I gotta go to my dad's in the morning, I gotta go to my mom's in the afternoon, I gotta worry about my wife's family at some point in that day too. And then like I go to bed and then it's Christmas is over. It was great, Darren. Thanks for asking. Sounds amazing. Plus also sprinkle in uh, this detail that Jordan's wife was born. Her birthday is December 21st. Correct. So now you got a birthday and you got Christmas within the span of four. And I, I mean I my mom was born on Christmas and she tells these stories about when she was a kid her parents used to get her the left glove for Christmas and the right glove for her birthday and the left slipper for Christmas. I don't know if that's a situation that you find yourself in, but no, no. Sierra has been very clear from the beginning. That is not allowed. 
no. She, no, she has been very clear that she has dealt with that kind of treatment for way too long. And there is no way in hell she's going to allow her husband to treat her the same way. Uh, yeah. So those are very much two separate things. And I treated them as such. I, I, I very easily could have uh, presented a gift. I got her a, like a pretty nice camera. Um, <clears throat> shout out Sony. Get Sony stuff. Um, got a pretty nice camera. And then I needed to get a lens with it. It's like, oh, great camera. Like, oh, you got to buy a lens too. How much are the, oh, okay. Uh, I very easily could have been like, here's the camera for your birthday. Here's the lens for Christmas. But I did not do that. Mm. She got both for her birthday and then she got Christmas gifts. And Look at you. Everyone is happy. I like it though. You got a ladder. I feel like combined, since I'm a new homeowner this year, we can put together a pretty awesome tool set. And if we want to give up this podcasting, broadcasting, media sort of thing, you got a ladder. I got a caulking gun and I got a, a leaf deck blower, a black and decker leaf blower and a stud finder. So mm. those are the kind of gifts that came my direction Christmas 2021 this year. Yeah, it's no one should be surprised. Darren and I are the most unhandy guys around in San Diego. <laughs> so if we ever wanted to start... Um, like a show, it could just be a comedy. It would have to be a comedy. It could just be us trying to figure out how to fix things with all this stuff we just got for Christmas and not knowing how to do it and watching our house fall apart day by day by day. What are the ladder? What are you going to do? do, with I, that? do? I need it to be honest with you. I, I desperately, I can't reach anything in this house without it. So thankfully, no lights have gone out. Um, ladder, ladder, very necessary. Very, very necessary. Maybe I'll be able to take the holiday lights down now. Oh. That's another, oh man, what a story that is too. Hey, uh, shout out Three Punk Yells, one of our listeners, Tom Doyle. I don't know if he listens to this podcast on a regular basis, but he sent me a message that he was enjoying Golsh mm. at Three Punk Yells in Chula Vista. So shout out to Tom and everybody else. I had some Golshes that were lying around the house. My father-in-law, who is a uh, devotee Coors Light drinker, went into the cooler. There were a couple of Golsh, and he's like, what is this goulash? <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to my father-in-law who thought he was drinking goulash from three punk ales in chula vista mm, yes very nice uh yeah my stepdad recently tried stones buena vista for the first time ever and he's actually drinking it like he's he was very he's one of those old school guys like uh same beer no matter what whatever that beer happens to be that's the only thing he's drinking uh but he gave buena vista a go recently and he was very happy he showed up the other day with a six pack of Buena Vesa. So how about no that? way. Yeah. That's amazing. Great. for. Hey, let me also shout out San Diego loyal. I want to say thank you very much to the chief marketing officer, Travis and to interim club president, Ricardo Campos. It was heavy on the interim there. Well, it, it's still interim. I'm waiting on an update there. I, I mean, we all love Ricardo. So, you know, I, he gets my vote. If anybody, if Andrew or Landon or anybody's interested in what I have to say. No one cares. We would love to see Ricardo in a permanent capacity there. Landon even said that on radio. But we did the Rady Children's Hospital Giveathon, and those guys donated a jersey for every $100 donation. So I do at least, I know Rady is their shirt, one of their shirt sponsors as well, sleeve sponsor. But I, I do want to at least appreciate for those. I know a lot of people who listen to soccer podcasts probably aren't bothering with AM radio. That's fine. But those guys, they came through in a big sort of way. So thank you to Travis. Thank you to Ricardo. Uh, donating a bunch of jerseys for every $100 donation was a huge hit. And we thank them very much for that. 
Very good. Um, let's start with Loyal, shall we, since you bring them up? There was some league news. They announced the format for the 2022 season. So this is pretty big news. Um, This is one of the bigger news stories you'll get from a league perspective each and every year. We find out who, uh, who is playing, who is not playing, which is also notable Tacoma dead. Um, How many teams are in the West? How many teams will qualify? It's different. It has been different every single year for loyal supporters. Don't get comfortable with whatever for whatever format you happen to be playing in uh, because year one for us in San Diego we played like 16 games and it was the same four teams over and over, over again. And you just cried uncle by the end of the season. And then year two, year two, you got to do a little bit more. Got to travel a little bit. Got to go on road trips. Got to hop in a bus, drink some beer. It was, it was good, but not the same. Here we go. Year three, 13 teams in the West, seven teams are going to qualify, which means more teams will qualify for the postseason than will not. So you don't make the playoffs. That's a failure. <laughs> yeah. You've had a shit season. If you don't make the playoffs, yeah, things- that ain't, ain't going to fly. That ain't going to fly here. I'll tell you that. I ain't going to fly around here. Uh, we, we don't have sky high expectations, but expectation is that you're a top seven team out of 13 in the West. Welcome in Detroit city football club. Welcome in Monterey Bay football club. That sounds like a pretty fun road trip in the Western conference. So Detroit city in the East, They've got a pretty good reputation. Monterey Bay in the Western Conference. That'll be fun. Jordan, you play everybody in the conference twice, and then you have to make up a bunch of games here. Somehow they're going to you know, play a handful from the East. Maybe it'll triple up on some opponents, but I'm with you. Like, You just felt like you looked down every once in a while. You're like, fucking hey, man, Las Vegas lights again. <laughs> you know, like, Even if that was an easy three points, you're like, I feel like we just did this last week, and they did. So your Western Conference, Colorado Springs, El Paso, Los Dos, which is kind of confusing because some of those MLS2 clubs are out of there. Vegas Lights, Monterey Bay, New Mexico United, Oakland, Orange County, the reigning USL champs, Phoenix Rising, Rio Grande Valley, Sac Republic, San Antonio, and your SD Loyal Soccer Club. Hmm. There it is. Seven teams get in. Um. This is nice. I'm going to like the Monterey trip. I know that there's a few trips that are going to sound very, very fun this year. And the fact that the season's going to be here before we know it is also something like we're a couple of weeks away from this kicking off. We're going to get some preseason games going, but just looking at it initially, when you're told seven teams qualify, I, that, that was my first thought. Like, well, you better get in. Like there's no, there's no wiggle room there. If you don't qualify, that's just, that ain't going to cut it. And so that was my main, my main takeaway Tacoma leaving that's good news for us. Cause let's be honest, Tacoma owned us last year. We, yeah. we didn't know what to do against them and they just scored at will. And we, all we could do is hit a crossbar. So I'm kind of thankful Tacoma's out because we just drop points over and over against them. Plus that was a depressing environment. You know I mean? That, that was like the worst environment. Uh, maybe I should give this a little more thought, but I can't think <laughs> of a worse away setting I mean, Orange County wasn't great either, but I can't think of a worse setting than Tacoma. The way it looked on television was just fucking brutal. Yeah, at least come up, at least have some llamas in the house or something, right? Uh, or at least like come out of a large womb. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any major? That was my big one. You got you better qualify for the playoffs. Orange County, the first time is going to feel a little bit different just because they're the champs. Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix is a team that we played um, 
so many times so early just we haven't played phoenix in such a long time it was like the whole second half of the season we didn't see him and then a chance we would see him in the postseason but of course that did not happen um what do you think of the playoff format uh seven yeah i mean seven get in and then single elimination yeah were you expecting anything different there i mean we always there are there is the potential in this league for some pretty dramatic changes from year to year like this isn't something like the nfl major league baseball nba where you pretty much know what the core rules are going to be. Yeah. I guess there has been some changes. Yeah, this. I don't know Maybe that this I love is a shitty example. Terrible example, but you know what I mean. There's no major, uh, major, major change. It's not like we're yeah. doing a home and away throughout the postseason. Right. So, you know, seven teams, top seed gets the bye. Then you go into the bracket. Bracket gets reseeded following the conference quarters. So, you know, you, you're going to you're gonna make sure that you're you're you know, emphasizing finishing at the top so that, you know, if you're first overall, you're going to play the lowest seed for the remaining of the tournament. I don't always love reseeding. Sometimes I just like looking at the bracket and seeing the way it's going to unfold, especially this past year where you had top seeds going down pretty early in the competition. But, you know, I, I think, I think you can live with that single elimination format. Um, pretty, I, I'm okay with it all. Like you said, I mean, the most important part is just getting in and being one of those top seven, which, you know, based on, on last season uh, and based on even who we've seen come back so far, you know, Tumi Moshabani being the very latest at the time of this recording mm. in the score, the all time leading score coming back, I think is a, a really, really great bit of news, good business from the club. So hmm. pretty stoked about that. And, you know, I've been getting a bit of a, you know, wetting the appetite last year, is going to be good heading into 2022. But yeah, I like this much better. I mean, I don't like, you know, seeing the same team over and over and over again. Yeah. Good news on Toomey. I'm very happy that he's back. Obviously all the goals that he scored, there was a huge difference in year two than compared to year one for Toomey. He talked about that in the video that the club put out announcing it. Um, So hopefully he makes another huge step forward in year three. That's the goal. And we'll see what happens. He didn't find himself starting every single game down the stretch, but he found a very, he became a very important player for San Diego loyal. And he filled a very important role and he did something that not a player, a lot of players can do at this level and that's score goals. So. Yeah. Plus, I I mean, I think you and I would say, uh, you know, and and not training every day, not at training every day, but can you think of anybody who improved more than Tumi Moshabani from what we saw during the preseason to where he was at the end of the year? No, I don't think so. That was, that was, uh, that preseason, there was, I think it was against 1904 back when it was 1904 that they were just running up and down the field against 1904. And Toomey had a couple of, you know, one V ones with the keeper and just could not put the ball in the net. You're like, man, confidence is going to erode and that he ended up the leading scorer for the season. And, you know, even club history, as silly as that is to say, after two seasons, don't know that I would have invested a lot of money in that prediction when we were watching during the preseason. So good for him. I'm glad to see him come back. I, I don't, I wonder, you know, in hindsight, maybe for a future conversation with Landon, I understand why you play Douglas Martinez. I understand why you play Augie Williams, but you know, those were some, some interesting decisions down the stretch to have Toomey available off the bench when he was your leading scorer, but good to know he's coming back. Yeah, very good news. Very good news. So what's next? Um, we'll find out more players. We'll find out the schedule. Um, what else is coming up? 
more players, more players. players right. Uh, That's the schedule players. And yeah, if anything else looks different, then I guess we'll find out. By the way, did you hear anything about Augie Williams? Perhaps not being back with galaxy. Uh, not being back with galaxy. Yeah. I got the sense he wouldn't be back with galaxy once they let him play for San Diego instead of their own team. So that was my impression. Is he supposed to go back? I thought somebody mentioned that they didn't think he was going back. So I, I don't know what that future is, but I loved watching that dude play. Uh, yeah. We need goal scorers and he can, he can score goals. So I'd be happy if Augie came back. I don't know what the status is there. I just assume, I just, for whatever reason, and maybe this is me just being naive, but if a team is going to allow one of their players that they're trying to groom to go up to the galaxy level to score goals, they're not going to go send them to play for San Diego when they have their own team at that level. That's just, to me, that's an indication that they're moving on. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they love him. Maybe they just really thought Landon Donovan needed to coach him. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. We'll find out. But like that. But if you're really, if he's in their plans, I can't imagine part of that plan is setting him to a different team. All right. Um, schedule players. That's all the things we'll pay attention to coming up in the next couple of months. And again, that preseason schedule should be coming up here pretty soon. Ooh, I'm torn here. Let's go. Let's stay local. Um, Club Tijuana. You and I were chatting in our group chat with our good friend Nate Abrea the other day. Uh, the schedule is out for Club Tijuana. Some opportunities to go down to Estadio Caliente, which is a place it feels like we haven't been to in decades, which I know isn't true. It's a little dramatic. It hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been a very long time, Darren. It has been. I have missed it. Yeah, I, I have missed it. As a fan, I've missed it as just uh, somebody who admires going. I love going down to Tijuana and enjoying but uh, they have their schedule out they will open up away at Cruz Azul and then at home against Leon now this is important because the borders open obviously that changed just about a month and a half ago somewhere in that range June 15th it's interesting their first couple of matches you get like a Friday night you get a Saturday you get a Sunday you get a little bit of everything here January not June January 15th against Leon and then on February 5th against Pumas and then you get uh, another coming up on February 18th. So Jordan, is this, is this the season where we're going to return to Estadio Caliente? I, I believe so. What I just did is I hopped on Instagram. I just typed in Estadio Caliente and I'm just looking at Instagram posts from the stadium recently, because every time you go down there, the stadium looks completely different. And uh, the next time we go down Darren, that that's going to be the case. Once again, it's going to look very, very different. They have, a whole new side of that stadium with a massive video board on top. Um, this stadium does not even look like the same place we've gone to all the millions of times. Have you, I recommend you do the exact same thing. If you haven't seen photos um, of Estadio Caliente, I recommend it for several reasons, searching this on Instagram, but um, there you go. Stadium looks fantastic. Whole new side, massive video board. It looks like a completed stadium from what was a trailer with some dirt around it when we first started going down there. So good progress there. Remember that the first time we went down, it was a trailer that couldn't have been any more than 15 feet wide. Mm, yeah. 
if that. And tons of dirt everywhere in the concourses, pretty much just built into the ground. One section was starting to be built that was going up into the sky. And now the place is so different looking, so spectacular on television. And they're probably still not done, but man, as long as the tacos are good, as long as they got that Paloma card out front, hopefully still the Paloma card is still out front. Have you seen their, uh, their updated shirts, the Charlie shirts? I love that Charlie brand that they have. So that spectacular as well. They've always got great gear, but yeah, on our group chat with Nate Abarea, we started talking, kicking around the idea of which ones we're going to go to. Uh, I'm game for the opener on January 15th. I know things are a little screwy here with this variant, but I'm, I'm pretty excited to get down there. If not January 15th, not too long after that. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's finish with an idea. Want to finish with that? I, like I, have an, I have an idea, Darren. We have something really cool. It's called the World Cup. We do it every four years. Part of the reasons it's so part of the reason it's so cool is that it happens every four years. How about we cut that in half and do it every two years? What do you think? You mean more World Cups, Jordan? That's really well, exciting. How about we do a World Cup every single year? How about we do it twice a year? How about we just have annual the- World Cup? I like that. How about we do it? Uh, yeah, this is probably going to happen, isn't it? Is it? I hope not. But there's a lot of money on the line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what is it estimated? $3 billion that you can make every other year instead of every four years. I don't know. It'd feel too much like a like the Gold Cup. <laughs> you know I mean? Don't you play that every two years? Like. I don't know. It doesn't feel that special for a variety of reasons. Probably shouldn't compare the gold cup to the world cup. What happens to like the euros in this scenario? Oh, that's probably why as president is so dead against this and saying that they might not let their players play, but for every four years. Hmm. If you just like wedged euros and all the other similar tournaments in between, then you're left. There go my lights. Um, Then you're left with, World Cup, Euros, World Cup, like it would be it would be a ridiculous schedule. Now, you know, the argument from a lot of players, and I think Robert Lewandowski spoke out about this. I think Killian Mbappe spoke out about this is players are playing too much, right? We've heard Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, Thomas Tuchel. uh, Almost all managers, players say the same thing. We're playing so much as it is. We've got a league cup. We've got it. It's like in your league, you got like seven cups mm-hmm. and then play your league schedule. You got to play Europe if you're any good. And that's where the good players are. And those are the players that are going to be playing in the world cup. Imagine all these opportunities to win trophies and Spurs still don't have any lately. Amazing. I mean, it's sort of impressive when you think about it. That said, I mean, do you think anybody cares about the- <laughs> you think anybody feels sorry for, for the players that they make all this money and that they have to play more soccer? I don't know. I think they're, I think it's going to happen. I think it's probably going to happen. And it doesn't mean that we have to like it. And I'm sure that we will get into it. Right. But I mean, it's sort of like, I don't know. It's sort of like, like the college football playoff. Like it just changes things. I don't think it changes it for the better, but change seems like it's inevitable in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What can the players do? I mean, do the players have to say, are the players actually going to go, you know, is Lewandowski and Mbappe and all these, are they going to go, Hey, we're not going to do it. You know, we're just, of course not. Like they what stand if it, make, like doubles their salary. 
Right. And endorsement money and the global appeal and the international recognition that they would get on top of what they're already getting. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's already been chatter about a player strike because they're playing too much as it is. Like, how are you going to organize players in different leagues all across the world to strike simultaneously because they don't want to play a World Cup every two years? Now, I will say it would be nice not have to wait four years when you miss out on one of these things because that tends to happen. Uh, it would be nice only well, having to wait two, but I don't want it. It's going to happen, but I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's probably not great for players. No, and it, that is something that everyone agrees on, that they're already playing too many games, and that's already growing. And you just – any tournament can be created at any time as long as there's a day off in the calendar. Then they can create something and force these players to go. So, And it's not just like forcing them to play. It'd be one thing to be playing these games in one stadium every single week. Like you're a team based in London. They're going to go play in Japan in the summer. Then they're going to go to the U.S. after that. Then they're going to go to Australia. Then they're playing in Champions League. And then they're playing in the energy drink tournament that Tottenham can never win. So I don't know. It's just so much. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And, and I think your point is well taken about yeah. Spurs. Yeah. It's a lot of opportunities. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I mean, is it going to be a 48-team tournament every two years? Uh, I don't know. 48 teams every two years going to play for a World Cup? It's ridiculous. Like that's, is can, that, we say, can we send two teams to the World Cup? Um. No, or one team's not even good enough. Why would we send two? All right. What are you what talking about? Our, our team beat Mexico three times in 2021. Mm -hmm. Let's qualify, baby. Those Let's games are coming up too. Yes, I know, yes, I know this is like the longest break we get, but those are also coming up. Let's be busy. It's like, I feel like we're in this break, right? Like this little, we're exhaling. Loyal season is done. No World Cup qualifiers at the moment. Not exactly exhaling if you're playing in the Prem or any of these leagues over in Europe because this is when it really cranks up. But um, between preseason World Cup qualifiers and all this other stuff coming up. That's be, true. You got, you got a big one coming up on Wednesday against the Seagulls. Yes. You know Seagulls. what to do. Shout out to Lester, by the way. Taking down Liverpool earlier. Well done. How about that? City are going to run away. Not run away. That's not the right way to say it. City's going to, they're going to win the title. But hopefully it's a fun finish between Chelsea and Liverpool. Hey, Barca just gave City 50 million bucks. Yeah, you guys are being active. I thought you didn't have any money. We don't. But So how'd you do that? I, I, got, I always love the stories of players who are from Spain and from other parts of Europe who arrive in Manchester after a year. They're like, this place sucks. Like... I got to go someplace where there's a sun. I got to go someplace mm -hmm. where it's warm. Uh, hey, they gather a couple of pennies. Actually, uh, Chavi, the manager, just said, like, this is the player that we need to spearhead our project. We don't need him just to fill in. He's the guy that we're going to play around. So I don't know if the SD citizens can fill me in. I know they have a love-hate relationship with this podcast. Hey, Shout yes. out to Blue. But Ferran Torres, I'm, I'm all ears. I've seen him play a little bit for Spain. I know he's young. He's 21. He's going to lead us to a Europa League title this year, Jordan. Whoop, whoop. Say it with pride, Darren. Say it with pride. I am I I'm genuinely excited about the teenagers and early 20-somethings that Barca has playing in Europa League. Those guys would get fucking smashed in Champions League, 
but I'm I'm excited to watch him in February in Europa. I feel like I'm missing something obvious. Are we missing something obvious? Are we missing something obvious? I don't think so. Okay. Kylian Mbappe, he's going to go to Madrid and not, he's going to have to wait till the summer. That was news today. That's not what I was thinking of. I feel like we're missing something obvious. What you said Premier League's already done. The European League's feel done and dusted. So, you know, what we have is, uh, is European competition. You want to do stadium talk? I don't. What stadium? Exactly. NWSL? I'm just running through the loyal account and I saw the Midway Village. But yeah, we can talk well, about that too. Let, yeah, let's actually, let's what? Ballot, that thing is a mess. Is it? I don't know. I don't follow this stuff. I play video games all day now. It's got to go back on a ballot. People got to vote for stuff again. Ballot. Yeah. Video Ow. games are way more fun. All right. Yep. Well, we should, that, that was announced officially. Last time we did a podcast, we were talking about Alex Morgan signing. Yeah. And she had a press conference. And at the end of that podcast, I was going to be like, who's, who's going to leave Torero Stadium first? <laughs> I didn't say this. I thought it. Well, who's going to leave it first? Like the next day, uh, the Wave had, the Wave, yeah. The Wave announced that they're going to be playing at SDSU Stadium. Yeah, I, we have not talked about that at Snapdragon. I don't think so. I think it was announced like the like just hours after we published the pod. We had the Alex Morgan news, but not the stadium news. Yeah. So they're playing in Mission that, Valley. They're going to play in the SDSU Stadium. Yeah, like... like but that doesn't open until September, right? Yeah, so I think they're going to play. I, I know I've seen some people uh, belly aching about this, and I don't mean belly aching in a in a pejorative. I mean like complaining that they can't buy season tickets because they're playing a portion of their season at Torero Stadium, and then they're going to be moving into Snapdragon Stadium. I try to buy an Alex Morgan jersey; those aren't even for sale. No, they're no. We just got the crest coming up last week, but I don't know. It's an interesting decision because that's like a thirty thousand person stadium, and. I'm not saying that San Diego isn't going to support or that, you know, you couldn't tarp off certain sections, but that'll be a very interesting environment. And there will be a rush because the building is new and people are going to want to get in and maybe you're not a college football fan, but over the long term, I think that's an interesting call. I had been under the impression that they were searching for a permanent home in North County, but I guess they've decided to play at Snapdragon stadium in mission Valley. Why can't I get an Alex Morgan Jersey? Uh, well, you can just not an SD wave one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Get... Pride ones are probably on sale. <laughs> yeah. They're on the clearance section. Okay. Well, <laughs> listen, the most important thing is that they signed a player like Alex Morgan. That's, that's yeah. the big thing there, but I could promise you behind the scenes, there's someone thinking like, wow, I really wish we had some jerseys available <laughs> during this announcement. Cause I did, I went, what, what? I tried to purchase one of her jerseys and, I could not, unless I'm missing it. Someone send me a link if I'm missing it. Cause I want, I want one. I just couldn't find it. Um, would have made for a nice Christmas gift instead of the ladder. <laughs> would you rather have a ladder or an Alex Morgan journey? Um, yeah. Would you rather have a caulking gun or an authentic <laughs> Alex Morgan jersey? <laughs> 17 pairs of socks or the wave jersey. Yeah. Know what I want, but. Hey, I think that'll be good. Good for them. That's ambitious. Now, here's the real question. So 
now we know San Diego State football is playing there. We know SD Wave Football Club is playing there. Is there room for another pro soccer team to call Snapdragon Stadium its home? There's room for everybody, Darren. Is there? Who are you asking? I'm asking you. Am I asking? Are you asking Snapdragon Stadium? <laughs> I mean, that dragon, that dragon's hungry. That dragon well, wants to eat. Is that dragon going to have uh, super quality grass that's going to allow for all of these different sports teams to go and play at Snapdragon Stadium? I don't know. Are they? What kind of grass does the dragon have? I, well, I, I, the athletic director is telling people that it's grass for now, but does that change if they pick up another tenant? What if SD Loyal wants to go play there? What if somebody brings an MLS team to town and that becomes the venue for it? Like, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? I have questions, man. I don't have any answers. We're going to build a stadium and see what happens. Let's just, here it is. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i mean i just talk you guys come up with your own answers i'm just saying. i honestly i just i don't know the answers because i just i didn't even know the grass thing was even a thing I, again i play video games all day so i i didn't even i wasn't aware i, I mean we see what torero stadium looks like after a couple of college football games not great and then yeah. we have ricardo campos out there painting the grass Where's uh, is Legion still a thing? I think so. Aren't yeah. you guys like the flagship home? I'm unaware of that. Oh, okay. At some point, I think you were. Are they playing at Snapdragon? I've not heard that. Okay. The Dragon's hungry. But, well, are you going to tell that? everyone the name of the stadium you want to build in San Diego? Snap Daddy. So we can get credit before someone steals it. Yeah, we want to. We want SD here's, Loyal playing at Snap Daddy. Here's what we've come up with: instead of Snapdragon Stadium, SD Loyal is going to play at Snap Daddy. Yeah. Where is I don't know where Snap Daddy's going to be. Put it wherever the wherever you want to put it. Darren, you choose. Where's Snap Daddy? Midway District, perfect. Midway. For Snap. I thought you were going to say Imperial Beach. All right, Snap Daddy, Point Loma, and uh, that's that's pretty cool, right? You have these big. Yeah big games at snapdragon and then you could uh roll on down to the old snap daddy and take it a match uh-huh i don't know man like i said i'm just i wasn't expecting that from wave football club so you know the primary tenant in that building is going to take up saturday night starting in september so you're not going to get those saturday nights so you have a league that goes september october into november that all of a sudden, you know, that creates some some interesting revenue stream questions for somebody who wants to go in there potentially as a third tenant into that building. Now that you've had NWSL committed there and Mountain West so you, football. So you're going to have football going on at the same time, the NWSL team, the idea of Loyal potentially playing there. Right. And maybe Legion. Maybe. And then I'm sure they're going to sprinkle in other events like concerts and all that stuff because, you know. Is they the Holiday it. Bowl going back to no. Snapdragon? Or is that Pe staying at Petco? Staying at Petco Park. Eventually, they'll actually play that game. Okay. But, you know. Are the goals going to play at Snapdragon? <laughs> does this become. No, the goals are building their own arena, aren't they? No, those are the soccer's. My bad. Okay. But. 
this becomes an interesting question. Does that become the logical and obvious place for a potential MLS club? I don't know. I don't know. I like the snap daddy idea. I do too. That's where, that's where MLS should play. Snap daddy. <laughs> Could you imagine if we actually had a stadium called snap daddy? I love it. It's pretty good. It'd be amazing. It would be amazing. Well, right we'll there. see. As you know, I don't have a crystal ball, my friend. I, I can't predict the future. Yeah, we have questions. Lots of questions. I mean, I, I think also, do you, I mean, it's not a bad opportunity. I mean, for, for USL to go in there and play, but is it ideal? I don't think so. Yeah, what is the opportunity? Oh. That's, that's the big question. When can you play? How much does it cost to play? All that fun stuff that we care about. We just want to play, baby. Yep. We want to play. <laughs> just roll that ball out there. Let's run around for 90 minutes. That's all we want. Hey, we'll play in a parking lot. Yeah. We'll play at Snap Daddy. We don't care. <laughs> um, I don't think we missed anything. I think no. now we've officially covered it all. And if anyone yeah. can tell me where to get an Alex Morgan San Diego jersey, let me know. Yeah. And uh, anybody who wants to go and watch Barca play this Sunday, 12 noon, we'll be at Novo Brewing in Otay Ranch. Um, who do you play? So come say hello. Mallorca. Okay. That's Steve Nash's team. What's that other guy's name? The Stuart Holden. That's their team. Hmm. Yeah. Let's go Barca. As a matter of fact, I think Matthew Hoppy's on that team too. I hope he's playing though. I'll I'll report back to you on Sunday. Okay, please do. Post the story. All right, Darren. I will. Uh, Happy New Year. Go enjoy your. What'd you get for Christmas again? Uh, caulking gun and a stud finder. And a stud finder requires a nine volt battery. Did you have one? No. Have you ever put a nine volt battery on your tongue? Yes. Are you supposed to do that? Uh, I live dangerously. I figured you'd know. Your mom's a nurse. I figured you'd you have the answers to those questions. Yeah. Uh, under? under? Yeah. I've never done that. Oh. Try Is that it. worse? Or better. No, I'm old now. I can't do that stuff. I might yeah. actually. You're a man, who, actually owns, you're a man who owns a fucking ladder. That's amazing. I own a ladder. It's still in its fucking box. I don't know how to make it bigger. It's What's currently, that? it's like folded. It's probably four feet tall, but it tells me it can go up to 10. And I, who, someone's going to show me how to who get got it. Who got Stepdad. No, father-in-law. So many fucking terms. I don't know, man. <laughs> father-in-law. That's who gave me the caulking gun and the, the blower. Yeah. It was probably like the same way. Like, oh, yeah. And do you even know how to use this? It was. Here you no. go. Do, do you not have a caulking gun? You don't have a caulking gun, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good podcast, Darren. Well done. Excellent. Excellent. Look forward to the next one. Happy New Year, everybody. Peace out. Peace.